Today is Monday, April 24th, 2023, and this is episode 382 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look at our journey in <laughs> sorry, a daily look at our journey to live outside the systems of control. Oh, wait. All right. None of my stuff's going to work today because um, I set the wrong time last night. Sorry, guys. Sorry, got a bunch of shit popping up all over the screen as I started and um, got a little distracted, got a little distracted. But anyway, I set the show up for last night at 1025. So when I signed on this morning, it said, hey, it's time to go live. And I'm like, wait, it's not six. And I looked down and I diving through settings. And yeah, that was good job. Good job. Good job. Anyway, good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? What's everybody drinking this morning? I have um, an experimental um, Guatemalan Papua New Guinea light roast mix. And it's really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. I think I think I like it. I think I like it. But it's about the second day, second or third day I'm into this bag. And um, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. A little different than uh, than normal. Uh, every once in a while, Brian will go on some um, experimental roasting days and it'll shoot me a message and be like, hey, you mind if I send you some stuff that uh, that you haven't had? I mean, hadn't had before. And I uh, I gladly let him send whatever he wants. He won't send me a crap product. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, basically the best or a little less than the best or blows your mind, that kind of stuff. So, anyway, good morning, Rachel. Thanks for joining us again. It says, good morning, strangers. It's been a little while and she's drinking decaf. Ooh, decaf. Um, I got actually some uh, d- decaf in my, uh, in my C4 box this month. And... Um, give it a try not in the morning not in the morning i can't i couldn't handle it in the morning but uh maybe an afternoon cup uh brian does sell swiss water decaf uh, yeah so have to give that a try see how it tastes so i can uh hey, if i'm gonna recommend it i might as well try it I might as well try it i've never had his decaf so anyway anyway that's what i'm drinking <laughs> james says i think everything is an experiment with scrambling um yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, I worked with him to make my blends. My blends are spot on every time he sends them to me. Uh, his blends are spot on every time. Um, every time it. Uh, every. What was I going to say? Every time I get his stuff that, uh, like his Brian's blend, is always uh, spot on. And uh, yeah, so I'm. A, I don't think it's an experiment for everyone, but uh, yeah, sometimes he throws some new beans, some new roasts, uh, some new blends, and uh, I'm willing to try them out. And I haven't found one I haven't liked yet, so that's good. Rachel, is that? Are you saying? Are you wondering if the Swiss process is organic? The Swiss water process, the Swiss 
watering decaffeinization process. Um, I'll have to ask Brian about that. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, pretty sure it's the the most health conscious way to do it. Uh, I'm not a decaf fan, but I remember him kind of giving me a rundown on on um, how they decaffeinate coffee. And uh, this was the most natural and uh, healthiest way, from what I recall. I'll check into that and report back for sure. Good morning, Mike, Philippine Nomad. How you doing? Hope everything is going well this morning with you over in uh, in the Philippines. So it's funny. Uh, well, yeah, James says uh, it's like the Grateful Dead, never the same show twice. Yeah, and that's what I, I guess... I guess I shouldn't say everything is exactly the same every time, but you are going to know what blend is what. It's close enough to the same. But when you have someone doing a hand-roasted pound-by-pound process, of course it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little. But he worked very, very, very hard on... um, Very hard on the Brian's button for a long time. And I think he has that, has that dialed in for sure. Uh, Mike said they had a short brown out earlier and uh, it's all good now. And good morning, Ryan. Uh, Pippa Dice says, uh, seems like a high gravity morning. Um, <laughs> gravity, high gravity morning. Is that because uh, of the holidays on Thursday and, and there's no way to, uh, to, uh, release from gravity. That was a long shot. It was a long shot. Anyway, let's get to that perfect cup question of the day this morning for Monday. Um, yeah, here we go. It's time again for the 61st edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat. T.me slash lots chat. Uh, every day I ask a question. Day before, I usually get around on social media, throw it out there, definitely throw it up in the Telegram group, but I try to sprinkle it around on socials and get some interaction there. And I tally up all the answers and take a look at them. We share them on the next day, morning show, uh, first segment of the show. And uh, I throw my comments in and see what I have to think. So let's get to it. The perfect cup question of the day today was, what's a sound you remember that the next generation will never know. This was sent in by listener Ryan Pippin, and I appreciate questions. I'm looking for new questions, and uh, and I'm in short supply. I got enough through the week, and I got to start adding on for next week. So if you have questions, definitely get a hold of me on socials or email me at info at thelotsproject.com and let me know your question. Again, that question for today is, what's a sound you remember that the next generation will never know? And they started firing off right away in the Telegram group, and they got uh, they came <laughs> hot and heavy by uh, by some of the same people. So I grouped grouped them all together by person, so I didn't have to read the names over and over and over again. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, contestant number one, James, says uh, the modern or the modem handshake. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Holy crap. I remember the modems when, um, do you remember the modems that you set the, set the phone in the cradle and you literally had to set the phone in the cradle before it was like in line on the telephone. Um, <laughs> and, uh, 
okay let's see sorry i got off on my list here and uh i i was i was all smart and i i organized it different this morning so of course yeah anyway uh james also says sit ubu sit and if you know that phrase um i can't explain it to you if you don't know that phrase uh let's see uh james also says if they have their way the sound of physical money change in your pocket jingle lingle ling yeah they're hoping that goes away but um my my bitcoin goes jingle lingle ling too what was that my money my money don't jingle it folds or something yeah my my money just is ones and zeros um james says non-auto-tune music and a busy signal yeah the busy signal goes right hand in hand with that uh modem handshake because when you're trying to get a hold of your buddy and they didn't have call waiting good luck good luck um rachel lynn says a rotary phone the sound of the the actual rotary phone the the dial going around and clicking back uh she posted a gif of that i assume that's the sound she was talking about because that's one i remember josh says the thx effects sound uh if you don't know what that is google it or uh throw it in youtube you'll find it and um if you're probably in your you remember the thx sound so if you're in your 30s 30s or older you probably remember that and he also says she her he him god i hope that doesn't go away please Old Blueberry, Texas, says the sound of a dial tone, especially after someone hangs up on you. <laughs> You've been hanged up. You've been hung up on a lot. <laughs> oh, Pippinize, was it good dog or good bo- good boy? Was it sit, ubu, sit, good boy or good dog? I don't know. I can't remember. It was one or the other. Uh, Rose dropped in, a, in an answer and says the sound of a computer trying to read a scratch CD. <laughs> How about the sound of your uh, your failing Pioneer CD loading mechanism in your car stereo when it would grind like it had sand in it every time it tried to take a CD in or eject it out of the, the thing? That might be a personal experience for me, but I definitely remember that sound. It's It was horrible. It was horrible. Uh, Robin, Robin Hosting says, the whistling static of an automatic automobile am radio manually switched between stations with a round turning knob finding wolfman jack um i i I definitely know the the auto dial or the 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 knob dial on the am radio but um i was a bigger fan of the sound of the push button preset radios where you not like the electronic ones where you're like station one station two station three the one where you push the button in and it was like a cigarette machine you're like and it was like a cartridge that punched in and you could hear it all the mechanisms moving and it bopped the bop the needle over a little bit uh, james says the mist shift of a manual transmission when the green light drops yeah there are not a lot of manuals out there anymore and that is <laughs> that uh that doesn't happen anymore josh josh dropped one in there oh my god i got um i got kind of the the hair raised on the back of my neck when i read this one the sound of a cassette player eating a tape 
oh my god you knew you were in for a disaster <laughs> if you didn't get to the tape player in time and it's just like pouring out of the cassette deck yeah oh for sure for sure um philippine nomad says the dial-up handshake and then the aol you got mail <sighs> you got mail oh my god that turn so have you ever noticed the the flow of slang and um i guess it would be pop culture sayings uh where they start with the original group that starts saying them and then they proceed to like the urban area where you got the hipsters and the people on the cutting edge of uh of style and then it moves along and moves along and then your parents adopt it and once your parents adopt it it's like five years past the when it should be funny or uh, used uh extremely often and uh you know it's time to move on I remember watching that whole progression from the I you got mail thing, like kids saying it when they first figured out America online and their parents were still clueless until all of a sudden you were standing like I bartended. So you'd have an adults coming in and they sit down and they're you've got mail. And you're just like, oh, man, that was so five years ago. No man says pinball machine flippers, bumpers, spinners, slingshots, targets, gates, and other tabletop parts. Yeah, I was a pinball guy. Uh, we had a we had a nice little arcade in our town when I was a kid. It was uh, actually a baseball card shop with uh, some pinball machines and some old school uh, arcade games uh, like tabletop, and then uh, a couple stand up Pac Mans and things like that. But they had some they had some pinballs. Um, and it was um it was cool it was cool i enjoyed that um renegade butcher says the icq pop <laughs> you're you're a computer nerd dude you're definitely a computer nerd um yeah so that's a bunch of sounds that's a bunch of sounds that uh that came out of i guess this would be the 70s 80s 60s 70s 80s and today <laughs> the lost project the Lost Project Podcast, playing your favorite hits from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. <laughs> Corey says casino coins. Oh, yeah. They do they do that anyway? I know I know some of the casinos they try to they try to stay old school and uh they'll do coin machines, but the majority of them have just gone to digital digital slots and stuff like that. So Gingerbread Farms is saying rad. Are you talking about the movie? That's like Corey's favorite movie from the 80s. <laughs> I don't know how many times we've had to see that. <laughs> I saw it too many times before I met her. So anytime that's added on after, it's been one too many. <laughs> uh, Backwoods Butcher says, I missed the question. Was it sounds you could hear before I was born? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, you were born in like 2002, I think, weren't you? <laughs> I think I have underwear older than, older than Kyle. Oh, all right. Well, let's wrap that up. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for questions for the perfect cup question of the day, if there are things that make people think, uh, think a little bit, but we can give a short, um, short explanation so we can talk about it on the show. 
It'd be great. It'd be great. Find me on socials. Drop it in the Telegram group. Email me, info at thelotsproject.com. And be sure to check out theperfectcup.shop where you can find all your premium air-roasted coffee needs. Just click that Buy Coffee Now and it'll shoot you right over to the Food Forest Farms website. And definitely uh, use the code LOTS5, L-O-T-S-5, to get 5% off anything on the Food Forest Farms website. That includes coffee and all the other offerings there. I appreciate it. And now back to the main show. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Ryan grabbed one there right at the end. I missed missed it before the cutoff, but uh, he says the drive-in movie audio on the car stereo yeah or how about the drive-in movie audio on the little speaker you hang over the window Did you have that yeah our drive-in had that we had a drive-in in my town i think it's actually nope they they uh last time i was back they had they had knocked it down finally and put a bus garage in but there was a there was a drive-in was it still there the first time we went back it was into the into the 2000s because it was there when I left New York and it was the only one within like hundreds of miles or something. And I remember going there as a kid. I remember watching um, the witch in the something, some movie about a witch boiling, boiling kids in a cauldron or something. When I was a little kid, scared the living daylights out of me. I remember watching that there. I remember watching Twister at the drive-in on a windy night during storm season. Yeah, talk about uh, talk about a um, talk about a an interesting experience. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a different one for sure. Uh, that might have been actually the last time I went to the drive-in was when we watched Twister. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Rachel says we still have a drive-in movie theater in a restaurant. Nice. Nice. Um, they had a I was driving around Tennessee the other day, and as I was driving, I was just kind of like looking at shit. I was didn't have anything anywhere to go in a hurry. I was um might have been when I was going out. Sorry about the camera bouncing, guys. I we gotta stabilize back up here. We we sunk a little bit and things are pretty wobbly. And when the dogs lay down, it's like an earthquake. Um, not just with the camera, like you literally can feel the camper shape when these guys lay down. But anyway, I was driving around and just observing, uh, looking for, for sale signs, looking for different things going on, what's in the area. And I see, a what I thought was a drive-in movie theater. And I was like, Oh, like the screen, the, the big projection screen, you know? And I'm like, what is that? And I'm coming around these bends and it's twisty, twisty kind of mountain roads. So I saw it and then I went behind some trees and then I was getting closer and um, basically, it was a church that had their own private drive-in. I was like, "Huh? I wonder if they're. Uh, I wonder if they play movies for the public, or if this is only um, church church uh, use only, or it might not have been affiliated with the church at all, and it was just behind it. I don't know, but still, still, um... <laughs> yeah, Ryan." Ryan nails it. Um, Twister, a movie that had a drive-in movie in the movie and a Twister taking it out the drive-in screen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That scene was pretty hairy. Uh, a lot of people kind of got tripped out by that one well, that I was with. 
uh, some of them likely because of hallucinogenics, others because of the scene set and setting of the movie that we were watching. But I'll get back. Yeah. James. James, always with the with a uh, appropriate comment, says you don't have to boil kids. They are already tender. Cooking tip of the week. Kids are already tender. Man. Anyway, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? It's Monday. It's Monday. I'm excited. Uh, Toolman got to town. Toolman got to town last night. He is um, not in the town we are, but uh, close enough that we're going to meet up today and head over and walk around his property. That was, um, I'm excited for that. I've been over there a couple times. I sent him a walk around of, uh, of the property. I, I threw my GoPro on my chest. I have a chest, uh, chest harness and threw that on, walked around the property and I sent it to him. And he was really excited, but the thing he was, I think the thing he was most excited about was he thought it looked like a, um, a first person video game. Was that uh, RPG? That RPG? First person anyway. And cause I had a machete that I was cutting kind of some of the briars out of the, the game paths that I was walking on weren't quite wide enough or I got to a dead end. I had a machete and it was like, uh, it looked like a real play, a first person, first person game that I was using a machete as a, uh, as a weapon because you were watching it and it was kind of walking along like you do in these games. And then all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, uh, machetes like swing it out in front of the camera. <laughs> I was like, maybe I can make one of these games and, uh, and use my GoPro, but walked around the property, sent it to Tim. He, uh, he was super happy. He's super excited. I'm excited to go see him. Uh, it was supposed to be raining every single day this week. Uh, Corey's off this week. Happy vacation, dear. Happy vacation. She's up bright and early and bushy-tailed with me because that's how it goes here. You get up. Well, I shouldn't say me get up. Norman gets up every day, 5.15, and then he goes back to sleep. But anyway, one of us gets up. Um, we're all up just because we live in a trailer. Like, where are you going to go? And then the dogs. So. Uh, Renegade says there's two kinds of RPGs. Yes, yes. That's why I uh, second guess that. Second guess that. Um, but anyway, the weather is the weather is kind of circled back to. It's supposed to be sunny and like 65 today, which is perfect. Um, so we're gonna go over and check that out with him. And then tomorrow, I think the rain's gonna hold off again tomorrow. And uh, Carrie's coming over, and we're gonna go walk it and get a perspective, his perspective on this, and then uh, see what. Uh, See what we can throw out for old tool man and see um, see what uh, we can get done for him on that property when he is not available to be here. So it's ready for him when he does come here. Uh, Gingerbread says, choose your own adventure series of videos. Videos, dude. Choose your own adventure books. Those were the bomb. I, I started my love of reading between, um, I think it was called The Peanuts... The Peanuts Encyclopedia of Knowledge or something like that. It was a book my aunt gave me when I was a kid. And then Choose Your Own Adventure books at the library. <sighs> Later, I realized you always ended up on the same page. But it was really cool when you were young and dumb and didn't realize how the book worked. For those of you that have never read, Kyle. For those of you that have never learned to read, Kyle. Um... 
choose your own adventure books where you would read like a chapter and at the end of the chapter it would say if you want to head down the path to the river go head into the cave to do exploring head to page 21 and then you just go through the book like that and the, it was always different <laughs> Josh, the <laughs> Renegade Butcher says, the what book of knowledge? The Peanuts. Peanuts. Not penis. Peanuts. Like the characters. Charlie Brown. Snoopy. You know, them. Uh, backwards, backwards Butcher says, you always ended up on the same page. My mind is fucking blown. You're welcome. Monday morning. <laughs> Oh, I actually considered writing a choose your own adventure book when I was in my teens. Um, uh, man. And I never did it. I never did it. I never did it. So. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> the weather. The weather is nice. We're going to enjoy the week. Corey's off for the week. Um started vacation friday after work uh as soon as she shut her computer her total demeanor changed she was just she's on cloud nine she is excited um she could barely sleep friday night because it was vacation and she's not going anywhere <laughs> you know when you're a kid you're all excited about going on vacation yeah she's just excited to stay here with me what a great <laughs> what did you say and not work and not work is their big thing anyway so friday oh no it would have been saturday saturday we went uh we had a date we uh we had a date for sure we had um we we decided we were gonna go did we have to go to the store we're we just going to get something to eat i can't remember why we left i think we were just going to get something to eat uh, we wanted to go get some lunch. It was a nice day to leave the dogs. We didn't have to worry about the air. It was nice and cool and, and kind of overcast. So the sun wasn't blasting on. So we were going to go take uh, take a drive and see what we could find, uh, find a restaurant. And um, you know, we're not eating the best at the moment. We're getting there. We're getting back. Uh, I looked at myself the other day and went, man, I really, I really got to gotta kind of get in shape and start eating better. But anyway, we decided we we're going to go to Savannah, which is kind of uh, probably a half hour away, 45 minutes away. And they have a bunch of restaurants, a lot of fast food, a lot of local places. And we didn't know what we wanted. Well, you know, Tim, Tim always uh, raves about Waffle House. Always raves about Waffle House. And I've heard good things about Waffle House. So I searched Waffle House. And because house was in the thing and they didn't have a waffle house in the town we were going, um, I found huddle house and I don't know if huddle house is, um, is waffle house's step kid or, you know, half brother or what it was, but I mean, the food, the food was okay. The food was okay. It was what I expected from the facility that I was going to. But 
the the ambiance <laughs> the the clientele the employees um i mean they're having a rough go of it they're having a rough go of it and i was very i was very understanding of this um the the girl the waitress uh super nice super nice she she actually told us that customers like us are the reason why she gets to come back to work every day why she wants to come back to work every day she says the job sucks but some of the customers make it worth it and so that made me feel good but she was telling me the dishwasher not only did the dishwasher not show up the physical dishwasher broke the dishwasher didn't show up the second cook didn't show up and they were down two waitresses and this building was not big. This building, you know, there was probably, oh, I don't know, like a dozen, maybe, maybe dozen and a half booths. Um, but it was, it was okay. It was okay. It was, it was that food. Like I wasn't expecting much for a platter of food for like twelve dollars. But I got this um, breakfast meal that, I mean, it was good. And it filled me up quite a bit. Corey, Corey got um, eggs Benedict that were a little questionable. A little questionable. Um, they weren't, they didn't, they might have had a little bit of broken sauce on them. If you know what I'm talking about. Her hollandaise was broken. Anyway, we... Um, we ate and then we went and uh, across the street was a boat launch on the Tennessee River. And so we went and we walked down the boat launch. There was uh, places to walk around. We were able to get down towards the water and uh, look for some uh, for some rocks. Well, I did. Corey, Corey didn't want to go anywhere near the water. She was afraid of snakes and uh, getting her shoes dirty. Who did I marry? Um, but uh, I got down there. I found a really cool rock. Just one. Not many cool rocks in this area, but I found this really cool one uh, by the river. And uh, yeah, so I picked that up and then we were driving back and we we went on the way the way to the restaurant. We took kind of the, the normal highway. I don't want to call them highway. They're like two two lane state highways. Um, yeah, gingerbread shoes. She had her she had her. Um, her her barefoot shoes on her five fingers on because we oh no she had her wildlings on her dress shoes um because she had to go to the waffle house <laughs> she had to put her dress shoes on um and then there was lots of broken glass and stuff at this place so she needed something on the soles of her feet sorry sorry yeah when she goes out into town she usually puts some shoes on just for safety for safety's sake for sure um so we were looking at rocks and then we were headed home and on the way there we took the the normal state highways the two or county highways on the way back we decided to go over the hill or it was the other way to go well when i had gone down to savannah earlier in the week uh when i went that way the road that was closed so basically they made me turn and this is before I realized that all the highways here were circles. And I was like, well, how do I get there? Because I don't have any GPS. They said, just keep going. You'll get there. <laughs> just keep driving. You'll end up there. And sure as shit, I did. But we were going back this way because I was like, ah, it's the weekend. They're probably not doing any construction 
or uh, clean up or whatever they were doing, hauling logs off the hill. It looks like there was pretty nasty, nasty storms that ripped through here because there are trees down everywhere and trailers and roofs ripped apart. So I think I think they got hit pretty hard. Put um, got pretty hit pretty hard through that one of those uh, groups of storms that went through here. But anyway, it was open and we kind of went up over this hill and it was gorgeous. The views were fantastic. Um, I was just blown away by by some of the houses up overlooking the river. And as we're going along, we come up around this curve right at the top of the hill. And I was like, hey, what was that? And I look off to the right and sitting up on the top of this hill, I see a chain lick fence and a black uh, a black sign. And I was like, wait. I thought I saw a headstone there. And so I, I made Corey stop at the next road and turn around and go back. And we're up on the top of this hill and sure as shit cemetery from like 1854 sitting on the top of this hill all by itself in the middle of nowhere, um, all overgrown chain link fence, trees growing in the middle of it and all sorts of stuff. And so we went and we checked it out. It was really cool. It was really cool. And I, I kind of feel at some point before we take off from here, I'll be going back with a rake and some uh, some loppers and some shears to clean the place up. It just needs a little. I Really, um, really. Oh, Josh asked about shrunken heads next to the headstone. No, but I do have an update on the neighbors. I do have an update on the neighbors here in a second. But check that out i think it would take a couple of hours and uh could get that cleaned up pretty nice there's uh there's quite a few stones that have fallen that are kind of sitting in the grass and uh covered with leaves and kind of deteriorating so i probably i don't think i'll end up being able to stand them back up but uh at least get them cleared away so they're not deteriorating in the ground and i don't know get some of the trees and clean the place up a little bit it'll be uh nice i think so that'll probably happen i don't think it'll take too much uh, time effort or uh, or tools to get it done it's probably what would you say that was probably like 30 foot by 30 foot is all inside a chain link fence probably i don't know dozen or two dozen graves is all but old very old for sure and uh so that was cool just a random usually i uh, i seek them out I seek cemeteries out. I don't randomly stop at them, but man, when you're climbing over a, a hilltop in Tennessee and you see one randomly sitting on top of a knoll, you uh, you stop and check it out. You never know if you're going to be driving past again. So that was cool. That was fun adventure. I uh, got some bonus footage for uh, the Explore Explorers Club members. Uh, got that rolling Friday, I think. I finally figured out how I want to release and... Um, how I want to release the the ex exclusive content to the members on the website. And so I started that off. I have a template and a formula I want to go with. I'm going to give it a run for a little while and make sure it's working for me and the members of the club and, um, and see how that goes. Uh, so this will be bonus footage just for them. I did sprinkle some around uh, social media, but uh, all the, all the stuff I took there will uh, just be extra. And uh, Josh says, sometimes the dead find you. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Anyway, we realized um, when we got back, we were kind of coming into town. And I said to Corey, I said, hey, there's a restaurant across the street here when you go around the corner. Happens to be like right across the street from the place that Josh mentioned with the shrunken heads at the driveway and the signs in the front yard and the babies hanging in the trees. 
Um, and they also have, uh, I don't know if I've gone this far, but there's mannequins sitting in rocking chairs. It is a sight. Like, if I didn't feel, well, I, we might end up getting to be able to get video. But we realized what's going on. There's a little restaurant across the street. Or so we thought. Drive by. Usually during the day, there's nobody there, anything. We were coming back from our uh, our lunch date on Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me. And drive by. And there's quite a few cars in the in the in the parking lot. I was like, huh. It must be uh, open on the weekends. It looks like it's a little busy. I wonder. We'll have to we'll have to check out the food someday. So we were driving by and we went down and uh, and checked. I think that was when we were going to the pizza place or something. We were gonna, we found a pizza place. Mm-mm. No bueno. It was all right. It's it was basically a snack shack for people headed to the river. Eh. It wasn't a pizzeria for sure. Anyway, we uh, we were looking at this this place on the way back, and I look in. It's a bar, and it's across the street from the place that has the signs in the front yard that says, "Drunks are just alcohol whores and sinners." I'm like, this is all making sense. It is directly across the street from them. <laughs> I can only, I can only imagine how this has gone gone down and played out over the years <laughs> i thought it was just random people not wanting people to drink but it's all coming together now they have a bar directly across the street from them on a rural county road it's fantastic <laughs> josh says or kyle says that would be my favorite bar yeah um Corey and I are definitely going to visit the bar when it's open. I don't know the hours. I don't know how it all works, but we will definitely be going there and I will be able to get signs of the video because I'll sit. I will sit in my truck and take videos from across the street as a patron of the bar and look perfectly fine. Uh, Josh wants to know how many people have pissed on those shrunken heads. I don't know. I don't know, but... I can imagine, I can imagine that it's been a, a raging battle for a while, um, observing how much effort's been put into letting people know that they're not a fan of the drunk. <laughs> Kyle says, I'd show up dressed as the devil at least once a week. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. A uh, little schedule announcement today um, for this week. I canceled tonight's interview. I uh, canceled Thursday night's interview release. We are uh, we are hanging out this week. Corey's on vacation. I'm going to do the morning show every day. Like We can't get away from Norman waking us up in time to do the show, so I might as well do the morning show every morning. Interviews. Uh, I'm spending the evenings with my beautiful bride, and um, Tim is around for a couple days. Carrie's coming into town, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to put it on pause for the week with the interviews and um get back to it next week i do have next monday night is scheduled for uh, a live interview i have uh, some some in the hopper for recorded interviews and i think it was just time to take a week off i think we're yeah i got a haircut last night what do you think you guys watching the video it looks pretty good 
She didn't miss any spots, did she? A ball spot right here. Had it since I was a kid. When your mom says don't play football in the living room, don't play football in the living room. Corner of the coffee table will do some damage for sure. Uh, Renegade Butcher says that bar needs to have a gay pride night. Oh, geez. Bud Light for everyone. Bud Light for everyone. Let me see what I got here. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One last thing, and then we'll wrap up. Yesterday, yesterday Corey and I went uh, went uh, on another date. We had to, uh, I went to, I went to drop our gray tank. So normally we've been staying at places where I could, um, I could just uh, slowly drink gray water out and it was not an issue. It's not an issue. We used, uh, we don't use chemicals. We don't use chemical cleaners. We use all natural soap. We don't uh, have black tank. So all ours is basically shower runoff or washing dishes and it's not going to hurt anything. So when we talked to, um, um, when we, when we have our great gray water, we can just kind of dump it, um, depending on local regulations and laws and what time of day you want to try to do it, if it's light or not. Um, but anyway, where we're staying here has a septic. So shit, we're paying for it. Why not just dump our gray water in there? Um, it's. I mean, it is what it is. So we had been trickling it out for a while. One thing about RV is when uh, you get sediment, if it's just trickling out, sediment will build up in the valves and things like that. So every once in a while, you want to let your tanks fill up, open them all at once and let a big gush come out and uh, kind of clear the pipes, clearing your pipes. You know, sometimes you got to clean the pipe when it gets clogged up. So I was, we've been, we're doing that since we got here, kind of uh, monitoring the level of the tanks and got them pretty full. And I went and I was going to dump it in the septic all at once. And I, I took our stinky slinky out and I was about five feet short. We have a really short one. I don't really use it. That's the thing. Um, I haven't had to, like, we figure it out. So, yeah, Josh's big gush comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were like, well, we can just run down to Walmart and uh, and grab um, a, a, an extension hose. Extension hose. Kyle says, I don't miss emptying camper tanks. That was my job as the kid. Yeah, um, ours doesn't have poo, though. So it's not, ours is way better than any, uh, any, um, it's way better than any black tank stuff you got to deal with. So I would much rather change a composting toilet than dump liquid poo for sure. Anyway, we need a little longer hose mm -hmm, because mine was too short mm -hmm, and wrinkly. Mm -hmm. So went down, went to Walmart. We we're heading back and we we're like, it's a little late to, to, to do the dinner we wanted. We we're going to do some crock pot stuff. And it was in, already in the middle of the afternoon. And we had driven by this place a couple of times. It was called uh, Hillbilly's Wing Shack, and it looked pretty busy when they were open. Uh, the few times I've driven by, and then I was like, "Okay, okay, let's um, let's uh, <laughs> let's um, man, these guys in the comments, let's swing in here and see what's uh, what's going on." Um, always some uh, always bikers. Josh says fat bottom girls. 
Speaking of Fat Bottom Girls, uh, biker, biker, uh, biker bar basically is what this was. We roll in. I was like, I could go for some wings. You know, one thing is pizza. Pizza is what I think, uh, but wings also. You know, you grow up near Buffalo and you start teething on a chicken wing before you have teeth. You're just on hot sauce. You you get a you get a taste for chicken wings. So we stopped. We stopped. It was nice. It was pretty empty. A couple of bikers in there, a couple of servers, um, bartenders. And so we sat down. The decor in this place was pretty cool. It was kind of one of those places that had just everything everywhere. They had like a full motorcycle up on a, like an old Honda um, two-stroke up on on the uh, divider. The shit hanging from the ceiling, everything. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I did grow up with a bone in my mouth, Josh. <laughs> Kyle know all about that. Um, but anyway, so we ordered these wings. Uh, server was super nice. And she she brings us over our drinks and she goes, huh, I might get crazy in here. We're like, what? She's like, have you ever been here before? We're like, no, it's far first time. She goes, well, we're, we're probably about ready to have about 100 bikers show up. She's like, it's a little, little busy. I was like, oh, then she must have thought I was nervous about bikers. She's like, oh, no, it is nothing like that. It's, it's not like a... It's not going to be rowdy. It just gets really busy, and they'll be walking in and out with their cigarettes. They don't care. And I'm like, ah, okay, all right, whatever, whatever. Hundred didn't show up. Oh, well, maybe between what was outside and what was inside, nah, eh, maybe more like fifty to seventy-five, I would say. But uh, yeah, guys rolled in on bikes, super nice. Um, got my wings. The wings were really, really good. The wings are really good um we'll be back we'll be back for sure service was good service was service was great for how busy they got real quick um and it was a nice place it was a nice place it's also a uh it's right around the corner and um yeah they got yingling bottles which is weird for here um and they had buckets of yingling bottles can't beat that and we got a party platter of wings between Corey and I, and we have a bunch in the fridge because it was like 40 wings. Um, it was the best deal. And we so we we went for the 40 wings and they were really good. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them for sure. So Hillbilly's Hillbilly's uh snack shack. Is that what it's called? Hillbilly's Wing Shack uh, is definitely a place to check out, especially if you're riding your motorcycle through a rural West Tennessee. Uh seek it out seek it out for sure <laughs> kyle says a bunch of dudes in leather this this place is great oh man i was in heaven <laughs> oh god let's see is there anything else on here i don't think i have anything else on the list and uh, we're pushing up on on 45 minutes oh we're over 45 minutes uh, item of the day today is the Sam Mart 10.8 gallon collapsible laundry tub. Uh, these things are great. They're great. We use them for laundry. We use them for every all sorts of stuff. Uh, laundry baskets. We use them to do laundry in. Uh, we use them to hold other things to move stuff. Um, they're just great. And they collapse down to very small and you can slide them behind uh, behind a cabinet or behind the washing machine in our house. I would imagine they would have uh, slid behind there. Uh, different places, easy to store, but when you fold them out, they actually hold a bunch of stuff and they are, uh, they're pretty, pretty rugged and, uh, and they work good. So 
<sighs> Let's see. Pippin I says, I, uh, I almost miss riding. Traffic is nuts. And track days at Jennings GP is costly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dabbled in the old two wheel, the two wheel stuff when I was, uh, when I was younger lad and, um, yeah, maybe later in life. I would definitely have to be rural. Not a big, not, a, not like Pip and I says, not a big uh, traffic fan. Not a big traffic fan. Holy shit. I forgot to do the history segment again. <sighs> Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. A little late. A little late to do it today. Um, I can't believe I did that again. It's right here on my notes. Right here. It says history. See, Corey, right here. History. Corey says I got 10 minutes. I can do it. All right. We're going to do history real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. Ryan puts all this hard work in, so we are going to do it for sure. Ryan Pippin says it's about to be Pippinized. Happy Monday, April 24th. Happy Monday, April 24th. In On this day in history, 1183 BC, traditional reckoning of the fall of Troy, marking the end of the legendary, legendary Trojan War given by chief librarians of the Library of Alexandria. Um, or, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try that name. One of the chief librarians at the Library of Alexandria. If you wanted to look at their names, go ahead and Google it, and you can try to say it yourself. 1895, Joshua Slocum set sail from Boston, Massachusetts, his voyage to become the first person to sail single-handedly around the world. He is aboard his ship, the Spray, a 39-foot sailboat. The sailing voyage takes 38 months. This dude was by himself. By him, this dude was by himself on a boat for 38 months. Uh, Wiki had a few notes from his book, Sailing Alone Around the World, and here's one for you. Uh, passing by Tierra de Fuego, he was warned that he might be attacked by the indigenous Yagan Indians in the night, so he, was, so he sprinkled tax on the deck. He was awakened in the middle of the night by yelps of pain. He, he was proud of resourcefully defending himself. The dude defended himself with tax on the deck. That's that's fantastic. The only thing better would have been jacks. Yeah, you know, remember cartoons where they would always put the jacks out to uh, to uh, get people to step on. 1916, Sir Ernest Shackleton and five men of the Imperial Trans-Antarctic Expedition launch a utility boat from the uninhabited Elephant Islands in the southern ocean of Excuse me, in in the Southern Ocean to organize a rescue for the crew of the sunken Endurance. <laughs> Ryan was having a tough time spelling with that one. Uh, Wiki notes, uh, the ship Endurance trapped in ice and sank, leaving the 28-man crew stranded on the ice. Shackleton and five crew set off on an 800-mile open boat journey in a 22-and-a-half-foot utility boat. Jesus. And were able to reach South Georgia, South American tip. From there, Shackleton was eventually able to arrange rescue of the men who had remained on Elephant Island and to bring them home without loss of life. The remarkably preserved wreck of the Endurance was found on the seafloor in 2022. Man, man, Jesus. Uh, boys said that's, uh, everybody was saying that that's uh, the before Legos existed. That's why he had to use tax. Uh, this day in 1976, Paul and Linda McCartney spent the evening with John Lennon and Yoko, I'm guessing, at his New York, Dakota apartment <coughs> um, and watched Saturday Night Live on TV. 
producer of the show, Lauren Michaels, made an offer on air asking the Beatles to turn up and play three songs live. Lennon and McCartney thought about taking a cab to the studio, but decided they were too tired. And this was the last time Lennon and McCartney were ever together because boom, boom, John fell down. Uh, 1990, the STS-31, the Hubble Space Telescope, is launched from the Space Shuttle Discovery. Uh, 2011, WikiLeaks starts publishing the Guantanamo Bay Files leak. And we got to see all the fun stuff that those guys got to do. It is what it is. It is what it is. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 1892 to Tamatario. Makino, the father of Japanese botany, Makino, I, yeah, that's, I'm saying that completely wrong. I know this guy's name too. Named over 2,500 plants, including 1,000 new species and 1,500 new varieties. In addition, he discovered about 600 new species of plants. 1913, G-R-A-U. How do you say G-R-A-U? I know how to say DDA because I interviewed somebody with the same name. Um, German-American scientist and engineer, German-born American aerospace engineer and member of the Von Braun Rocket Group, has also has worked on the Saturn V program, which two man, which two man to the moon. <sighs> Ryan, less herbal supplements before this. Uh, 1942, Barbara Streisand was born. <laughs> Barbara. Um, <laughs> 1992, Joe Curie, American actor. Joe's breakout role was in Netflix, Stranger Things. Never seen it. Never seen it. Sorry, guys. Uh, and died today in 1964. Um, <laughs> Gerhard Domgak. German pathologist and bacteriologist, dude is credited for discovery of, and he even wishes me good luck for this one, uh, sulfonamidocrystodyne. Yeah, you guys can listen to me struggle. An antibiotic for which he received the 1939 Nobel Prize in physiology or medicine. The drug became the first commercially available antibiotic and marketed under the brand name Prontosil. And in 1997, Eugene Stoner of gun fame, American engineer, designed the AR-15 rifle. And there we go. Snuck in, snuck in, um, snuck in the history at the end. Thanks, Ryan. You've been, guys have all been pippinized, and uh, we will be sure to do that at the beginning of the show next time. Next time. Anyway, guys, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. My wife is sitting here. She's on vacation. She doesn't have to go to work, so she's not getting her laptop out. So, hey, maybe we'll hang out and uh, and talk a little bit this morning and uh, interact like husband and wife for the third day in a row. Weird. Weird. Anyway, guys, it's been a great morning. And uh, hope you have an awesome day. Hope your Monday kicks it in the ass. You start the week off right. And we will circle back and talk with you tomorrow.